people of the world, hello and welcome to the Brothers Talk with your hosts, Rod, Scott, and Norm, where our purpose is a simple one. Tune into our weekly podcast each Friday, wherever you listen to your favorite programs or on this website to hear us, three black, unfiltered African-American men with no strings attached, giving voice as the most feared, most misunderstood, and most rarely heard from segment of the population on topics of interest to us for education, enlightenment, and entertainment. To reach us with your comments, questions, and suggestions, we're at The Brothers Talk on Twitter, The Brothers Talk on Instagram, the Facebook group of the same name, and if you care to share in more detail, hit us up at the email address, thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. Also, stay tuned for details about our upcoming news and perspective show on Millennium TV's M24 streaming news station. Good day to you, and it's the Brothers Talk on Spotify, iHeart, Stitcher, Apple, Alexa, Google, and all your favorite podcast sites. And we're glad to be back with you again, and thanks so much, each and every one of you, for spending some of your precious time with us. We don't take it lightly or for granted, and we'll keep doing our best to make it worthwhile by focusing on the kind of topics that are not only interesting to us, but that are meaningful to you, because we want to keep you spreading the word. Before we get started, a couple of quick plugs for our Facebook groups that are growing every day with over 3,100 members. The Brothers Talk, hashtag Black Dialers Matter, and of course, relaunching Black Wall Street nationwide. It's all about harnessing the power of the Black economy, one household at a time, and we're winning. And if you haven't heard last week's powerful episode with John Harmon, the CEO of the African American Chamber of Commerce of New Jersey, please do yourself a favor and check out the wisdom and knowledge that he shared whether you're a black business owner or a customer. Now that the plugs are out of the way, and just before we introduce this week's guest, here's Scott and Norm. Hi, family. We really appreciate all the compliments that you gave us for last week's show. Thank you for your support. We like all the good suggestions that you're giving us concerning the show. And um, be safe out there. Be careful and be cautious. There's a lot of crazy stuff going on with the pandemic, and we just want you all to remain safe. And I just want to follow up with what Scott said. You know, I just want to remind everybody, let's honor our ancestors every day by loving each other. Black on Black love. All right. We're pleased to welcome the very first guests to the podcast who are not men. These two inspiring sisters, Monica and Monique, opened their own restaurant, Coffee and Cornbread and Tea Neck and soon we'll be relocating to Montclair, New Jersey. I'm proud to say I've enjoyed a meal or two there myself and can highly recommend them. Ladies, welcome, and please feel free to share more about yourselves and the business with our listeners. Thank you for having us. I am Monique. I'm the CEO of Coffee and Cornbread and the head chef. And I'm Monica, the CEO of Coffee and Cornbread, the sous chef, (laughs) among other things. (laughs) Um, So Coffee and Cornbread is something that we decided to kind of, I don't know, I wanted to work independently of a company. I I no longer wanted to be married to a job. And so some years ago, I was like, oh, I want to open up a restaurant because in New Jersey, we're New Yorkers originally, and we just feel like the food out here is horrible. (laughs) Like you can't really find great food here. And so we we had a challenge with, with breakfast. And then maybe a few years ago, I was at work and my, my boss upset me. And I'm like, we opened up a restaurant. And then it, Coffee and Cornbread was born maybe a couple months later. She dragged me along the ride <laughs> for the ride because it was just, we would talk about it, talk about the concept. And then one day she just came home and it was like, I signed the lease. <laughs> 
and, and, then it went from there. and then it went from there. And we we really cared about introducing because we eat organically at home, introducing organic food um, into the community. And so we we were very committed. I mean, we didn't start off with everything organic. Um, everything was non-GMO and organic, but we even now have organic seasoning. And so the brand has definitely evolved since we opened originally in 2017. So can you tell us some about some of the challenges that you had in just being a restaurant tour? I'm assuming this is your first time. Can you tell us about some of your major challenges? I mean, you know, one key thing about restaurants is location, 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 where we were very naive, I think, in the beginning that we felt like we could open in Teaneck as an organic restaurant and be very successful because this is our community. And we offered a great product. And we offered a great product. I mean, we brand, we do all the things. Like we're equipped, like I don't think many black businesses are equipped. And that is only because of the experiences. So I was an executive for Marriott. I have been in leadership roles working for Marriott and Weston and, you know, some high-end brands. So, and so has my sister. She worked for Marriott. So we understand branding and our customer. So we, we bought all of that experience. Um, but we were we were fooled. But by the grace of God, we were able to thrive in that location, but just not really hit where we needed to hit so that we can get out of the kitchen. Because, you know, our goal, our goal is to grow the brand, not to be in the kitchen cooking all the time, you know, for, for the next 30 years. So yeah, well, our challenges was just being in this location wasn't the right location for what we do. So you are opening a new location. And so what do you see beyond um, just getting into the new location, how else do you plan to expand your vision or what is your vision for coffee and cornbread going forward? So for coffee and cornbread, we actually, moving into to Upper Montclair is actually in the center of our customer base. That is the place we need to be to, to thrive. But beyond having coffee and cornbread there, our goal before the pandemic was to branch off into virtual kitchens. And so a virtual kitchen is basically, there are some companies who are setting up these commercial kitchens and they invite restaurants in. And then you would be like a delivery, strictly delivery business for like all of the third party platforms like Uber, Postmates, DoorDash. So that was the expansion uh, that we were looking into. And we think more now after, since the pandemic, that's the route we're going to go. But we're also looking to get into retail for our, our corn, cornbread mix, the vegan and non-vegan cornbread mix. You know, we often talk about on this show, we talk about the way that customers treat black businesses. And, and that, you know, if the service is not good or they had a bad experience at the business, that normally black folks go and bash the business. Can you talk about some of the expectations from your customers? So... I'm I'm going to make a comment, but then I want Monica to take over. But my, my thought is, um, in terms of our business, and Norm can attest to this, that we provide such a high level of service. We don't get complaints about, oh, they're, you know, they've given us bad service, right? Because mm-hmm. we, we understand the importance of if a customer is not happy, we refund their money. Um, we offer them things. We offer them to come back and offer them breakfast. But that doesn't really happen either because of the product that we put out. However, what I'm most disappointed in, in terms of our people, is the lack of support. So, you know, I can say that if we did not have, if our customer base was not diverse, we probably would have been closed. So we felt like we put out such a great product that that should have made us, because we felt like, okay, if you want to eat good food, you need to leave the community, right? But we're providing you with all that you need. But then what happens is, our, you know, some, some of our people will come in and say, but your prices are so high. But, you know, you'll go to the Cheesecake Factory and, and spend $100 on food that is not the same quality or because that's the place to go, right? 
So that that's what I'm most disappointed in. For me, I think that we place a higher expectation on our businesses than we do for others. We'll continue to give other businesses chance after chance and continue to spend our money. But when it comes to a Black business, one mistake, and I'm never going back to that business. And that's right. what's happening. I just wanted to say one thing. You know, it's funny because people will go across the street to the greasy spoon, the food that's killing our people, and spend just about as much money. It's so true. You know, we it, we had days where we would sit in our restaurant and we know the product that we're offering and we would be empty. But you see people walking across the street, our people walking across the street um, with the illusion of they're paying less, but they're not. And you know, you know, we we have we have encountered many other black business owners that, that will come in and say, I mean, they go through the same thing. Thank it's God. the same story. And there was one business owner that came in, he had a trucking company. He said, I'm gonna just tell you this. Our people are sitting out there waiting, they have the sand time of waiting for you to fail. And that's kind of what it felt like too, right? And so, you know, but this is why I say by the grace of God, we were able to to do well, to be able to reinvest in our business. Not, you know, not even good enough to pay ourselves a salary. Yes, we could live off of our business, but not paying me the money I was making before I resigned from my position as, you know, in healthcare. But, you know, for us, we know that we look at where we are and how we continue to grow. We know that we just know this this business was ordained by God and that he's, you know, definitely moving our steps into Montclair as well. Well, that's really one of the areas where we're really proud of our efforts on dispelling a lot of those kinds of attitudes because we've done shows to talk about how that has been ingrained in us all the way from the slave fields forward. Mm -hmm. And so when you heard us talk about relaunching Black Wall Street one household at a time, it means that you know every household has to take its own accountability and mm -hmm. responsibility for patronizing Black business. Yeah. So you've definitely got our full-fledged support to continue to emphasize to people the need to recognize their stake in Black businesses' success. So I'd like to shift gears now and talk a little bit about how you decided to go the organic route and the non-GMO, because as Norm said, and we've also talked about that, that we are obviously underserved when it comes to focusing on eating healthy and thereby mm -hmm. it's killing us. So yeah. how did you go about deciding that you wanted to pursue that? And what kind of advice would you give to uh, folks about their eating habits? So I um, started, this journey started for me um, when my son, around the time my son was born. And so I started, you know, with him, like with organic baby food. And so then I, I watched a documentary on, um, what was it called again? I can't, it escapes me now. It, it may come back to me, but I watched a documentary and it had to do with our food supply. And so that made me start doing like organic milk and then eggs. And then it was, you know, non-GMO. Let me look for non-GMO verified things. And so that was, my son is 14 now. I really, maybe eight, nine years ago, really said, hey, listen, we need to start clearing out the cabinets. I want organic sugar. And so it just kind of morphed into, we're probably in my house about 95% organic because there are some things like my kids are like, I like log cabin syrup, you know, or Hellman's mayonnaise, like those, these little things that I can't like switch out. Um, so from that, with the restaurant, we kind of went back and forth about what we were going to do, but then... You know, when you when you start a business, you really need to what what are you changing? What are you doing different? How are you changing um that landscape that you're entering? And so I knew that we needed to be and we discussed that my, myself and my sister, um, the importance of being organic because there would there's no restaurant really that can tell you that they're doing what we do. Like we're so confident that there's not a restaurant that we know of that's doing what we do 
in terms of fully like your milk, your sugar, you know, everything, your coffee, your your juices, you know, the juices you get from the merchandiser, you know, like your orange juice and all that, you know, we use uncured meat and people think that, that it's very expensive, but you know, I always challenge people, listen, go to Costco, go to BJ's, you can get organic food. They sell it in bulk. And then even if you just want to start with the non-GMO stuff, you, you can go to Whole Foods, just don't buy like late, you know, name brand things, get the private label 365 brand from Whole Foods. That's very inexpensive. You know, you spend a dollar nine for a pack of spaghetti that's non-GMO verified in, in Whole Foods, but you're spending almost $2 in Stop and Shop for Ronzoni. So it's like we as Black folk tend to stay away from Whole Foods or Trader Joe's because we think it's expensive, but you just need to go in and shop and look around. So in terms of uh, your supplier. Are you using some of the same suppliers that, say, Whole Foods and Trader Joe's use? Yes. So so definitely Whole Foods. You know, the the challenge that we have is that we have very limited suppliers that we can use to get the products that we get. And so we have, we happen to have one distributor that happens to be one of the the only fully non-GMO and organic distributors, wholesale distributors. So we use them. And then there are some other vendors that we order from that they have certain things like organic potatoes and stuff like that. Because we still price shop too, um, you know, to make, see if we can get the cheapest, to get the items the cheapest. But, you know, it, it is a challenge sometimes. With, with our suppliers because we, we don't we don't use Cisco we don't use any of those huge suppliers that supply hotels and convention centers and stuff I also heard you talk about some of your marketing strategies so what are the things that you really want customers to know about coffee and cornbread besides just your menu and your preparation process what else would you say to them that would be a carrot to make them want to come and do business with you um, I, that we craft food with integrity. Um, and I think, you know, it starts there because, you know, we are a restaurant that we believe in what we sell. And so, you know, there was a horror story that I don't want to mention the company, but I read an article where a customer went into a restaurant. He said, hey, I just wanted to see if you're organic. And the person, the cashier said yes, but the customer waited outside and looked at the delivery truck and went through the garbage. This was like on, this was something I saw on CNN or something. Um, Went through the garbage because it's it's a large restaurant chain and they can't now use organic in their, in their logo, in their signage because they're organic sometimes (laughs) when available. So for us, it's about doing things with integrity. So if a customer goes search our garbage, they won't find any surprises. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and being very people-oriented. Um, um, we are a people-focused company. Mm-hmm. Um, we love engaging our customer. We love to have fun. So in terms of your cooking experience, did you go get some training in culinary? or Because I've found that most of the best restaurants that I go to, the food is from someone who was trained by a mother, grandmother, or something. That's usually the best food. You can tell that somebody's put soul into it as opposed to going to get training. I mean, you might want to go get training for a a few things, but but did you go to like culinary school or something or hand it down? I did not. I mean, I I just, my dad is an amazing, was an amazing cook. And I come, and my, my mother's family, they're amazing cooks. My mom cooked, you know, she was my dad's uh, sous chef in the kitchen growing up. My position. And yeah. <laughs> and we and my grandmother, my mother always talks about my, my grandmother, how she just cooked everything from scratch and she was like the best cook. And my grandmother was, well, our great grandmother was um, from Jamaica. And so, you know, she, you know, we come from both, both lines cook and I, I just enjoy cooking. So 
I love to experiment. I, I have no formal training. It's just that I, I love to cook and I care what I send out. And our customers notice that and yes. and what we send out because they say is this is home cooked yes. food. That's the experience that, that our customers have. It's like home cooked is like, you know, you, you don't find that when you go eat breakfast. So our last question is just one of the most relevant ones for businesses now. Uh, how are you dealing with the COVID epidemic? I mean, you know, this was, this is a time for businesses to do a pivot. For us, we are blessed and it's, we're very fortunate that we, when we opened the restaurant, we opened up as a fast, casual restaurant takeout. So that means you come in, your stuff, you, you get your food in biodegradable containers, you know, the forks, like everything is, is disposable. And so we didn't have to do much pivoting to be digital because we were already that. So that kind of worked in our favor, but it's really just about reevaluating your menu if you're a restaurant owner, you know, maybe removing some items off your menu so that you, you know, your money is not tied up in inventory and just kind of paying attention and, and paying attention to what's happening in your industry. And so you can find ways to, to save your business and also maybe pivot and increase your revenue streams. Well, thank you, Monique and Monica, for your terrific story. And we're hopeful that more of our people will think about being more health food conscious in this new environment where we've got to stop taking chances and be more focused on being healthy. And we prayerfully look forward to your continued success. And to our listeners in northern New Jersey and New York City, do yourself a favor and get over to Coffee and Cornbread, 38 Upper Montclair Plaza in Montclair, New Jersey. Our Positive Black Business Experience of the Week also comes from Coffee and Cornbread, as we've heard that you've been very instrumental in helping out in the community. And we want to take a moment to put some shine on that, even though you're too modest yourself to do it. So, Norm, help them out here. Thank you, Rod. And I just want to start off by saying you just created a really unique restaurant in the heart of the community. And I've never seen this before. But when people come in, everyone says hello to each other. It's like a community greeting. And, you know, it just it felt like you were home, like you knew everybody, even when you didn't know anyone. And that was really just a great feeling, a great place to come even by yourself to eat. And beyond that, the things you did in the community, I know, you know, you did luncheons for seniors, for kids. And during a pandemic, you serve an entire community, like 500 meals. You know, you served students at the high school, you introduced them into healthy eating. And so you were a huge part of the community. And I know a lot of us, many of us really, really appreciate it. And we're going to miss you, but we're going to send you blessings and hope that you really do well in your new location and you serve people like you served us. Thank you. Terrific. Terrific. Thank you. Well, that's it until the next time. So don't forget to follow us and share your feedback at the Brothers Talk on Twitter, the Brothers Talk on Instagram and the Facebook group of the same name. And finally, if you want to go long form, always remember you can email us at thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. So remember in closing, let's do better today because that's all we really have.